Today is the 15th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today. Um, fairly, fairly disoriented from the jet lag, but um, welcome to Rome. We'll be uh, uh, spending the next, well, today and tomorrow here uh, capturing some film and photography of uh, of some places associated with the Apostle Paul and uh, the Apostle Peter, and that includes a uh, part of the Vatican, and I've never, never been to Italy, so welcome to Italy. We are uh, en route to Tel Aviv and the annual Daily Audio Bible pilgrimage in the land of the Bible. So, uh, as disoriented as it might be to, to sort of uh, not, not quite know where you are, what day it is, or what's going on, and trying to figure out the time difference back home and all of that, it is a joy to be here, and I'm sure that I can still read. I believe I can. And hey, this is, this is kind of a special day. Uh, we concluded the book of Matthew yesterday. So we've gone through the first of the Gospels, which means that when we get to the New Testament today, we will be beginning the Gospel of Mark. And we'll talk about that when we get there. But first, Exodus chapter 39 and 40. And we're reading from the New Living Translation this week, which is today. The craftsmen made beautiful sacred garments of blue, purple, and scarlet cloth, clothing for Aaron to wear while ministering in the holy place just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Bezalel made the ephod of finely woven linen and embroidered it with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. He made gold thread by hammering out thin sheets of gold and cutting it into fine strands. With great skill and care, he worked it into the fine linen with the blue, purple, and scarlet thread. The ephod consisted of two pieces, front and back, joined at the shoulders with two shoulder pieces. The decorative sash was made of the same materials, finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They mounted the two onyx stones in the settings of gold filigree. The stones were engraved with the names of the tribes of Israel, just as a seal is engraved. He fastened these stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as a reminder that the priest represents the people of Israel. All this was done just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Bezalel made the chest piece with great skill and care. He made it to match the ephod, using finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. He made the chest piece of a single piece of cloth folded to form a pouch nine inches square. They mounted four rows of gemstones on it. The first row contained a red carnelian, a pale green peridot, and an emerald. The second row contained a turquoise, a blue lapis lazuli, and a white moonstone. 
The third row contained an orange jacinth, an agate, and a purple amethyst. The fourth row contained a blue-green beryl, an onyx, and a green jasper. All these stones were set in gold filigree. Each stone represented one of the twelve sons of Israel, and the name of that tribe was engraved on it like a seal. To attach the chest piece to the ephod, they made braided cords of pure gold thread. They also made two settings of gold filigree and two gold rings and attached them to the top corners of the chest piece. They tied the two gold cords to the rings on the chest piece. They tied the other ends of the cords to the gold settings on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then they made two more gold rings and attached them to the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. Then they made two more gold rings and attached them to the front of the ephod, below the shoulder pieces, just above the knots where the decorative sash was fastened to the ephod. They attached the bottom rings of the chest piece to the rings on the ephod with blue cords. In this way, the chest piece was held securely to the ephod above the decorative sash. All this was done just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Bezalel made the robe that is worn with the ephod from a single piece of blue woven cloth, with an opening for Aaron's head in the middle of it. The opening was reinforced with a woven collar so it would not tear. They made pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and attached them to the hem of the robe. They also made bells of pure gold and placed them between the pomegranates along the hem of the robe, with bells and pomegranates alternating all around the hem. This robe was to be worn whenever the priest ministered before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made tunics for Aaron and his sons from fine linen cloth. The turban and the special head coverings were made of fine linen and the undergarments were also made of finely woven linen. The sashes were made of finely woven linen and embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet thread, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Finally, they made the second medallion, the badge of holiness, of pure gold. They engraved it like a seal with these words, Holy to the Lord. They attached the medallion with a blue cord to Aaron's turban, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. And so, at last, the tabernacle was finished. The Israelites had done everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses, and they brought the entire tabernacle to Moses. The sacred tent with all its furnishings, clasps, frames, crossbars, posts, and bases, the tent coverings of tanned ramskins and fine goatskin leather, the inner curtain to shield the ark, the ark of the covenant and its carrying poles, the ark's cover, the place of atonement, the table and all its utensils, the bread of the presence, the pure gold lampstand with its symmetrical lamp cups, all its accessories and the olive oil for lighting, the gold altar, the anointing oil and fragrant incense, 
The curtain for the entrance of the sacred tent? The bronze altar? The bronze grating and its carrying poles and utensils? The wash basin with its stand? The curtains for the walls of the courtyard? The posts and their bases? The curtain for the entrance to the courtyard? The ropes and tent pegs? All the furnishings to be used in worship at the tabernacle? The beautifully stitched garments for the priests to wear while ministering in the holy place? The sacred garments for Aaron the priest? And the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests? So the people of Israel followed all of the Lord's instructions to Moses. Then Moses inspected all their work. When he found it had been done just as the Lord had commanded him, he blessed them. Then the Lord said to Moses, Set up the tabernacle on the first day of the new year. Place the Ark of the Covenant inside and install the inner curtain to enclose the Ark within the most holy place. Then bring in the table and arrange the utensils on it. And bring in the lampstand and set up the lamps. Place the gold incense altar in front of the Ark of the Covenant and hang the curtain at the entrance of the tabernacle. Place the altar of burnt offering in front of the tabernacle entrance. Set the wash basin between the tabernacle and the altar and fill it with water. Then set up the courtyard around the outside of the tent and hang the curtain for the courtyard entrance. Take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all its furnishings to consecrate them and make them holy. Anoint the altar of burnt offering and its utensils to consecrate them. Then the altar will become absolutely holy. Next, anoint the wash basin and its stand to consecrate them. Present Aaron and his sons at the entrance of the tabernacle and wash them with water. Dress Aaron with the sacred garments and anoint him, consecrating him to serve me as a priest. Then present his sons and dress them in their tunics. Anoint them as you did their father, so they may also serve me as priests. With their anointing, Aaron's descendants are set apart for the priesthood forever, from generation to generation. Moses proceeded to do everything just as the Lord had commanded him. So the tabernacle was set up on the first day of the first month of the second year. Moses erected the tabernacle by setting down its bases, inserting the frames, attaching the crossbars, and setting up the posts. Then he spread the coverings over the tabernacle framework and put on the protective layers, just as the Lord had commanded him. He took the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant and placed them inside the ark. Then he attached the carrying poles to the ark, and he set the ark's cover, the place of atonement on top of it. Then he brought the Ark of the Covenant into the tabernacle and hung the inner curtain to shield it from view, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses placed the table in the tabernacle along the north side of the holy place, just outside the inner curtain. 
and he arranged the bread of the presence on the table before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. He set the lampstand in the tabernacle across from the table on the south side of the holy place. Then he lit the lamps in the Lord's presence, just as the Lord had commanded him. He also placed the gold incense altar in the tabernacle, in the holy place, in front of the inner curtain. On it he burned the fragrant incense just as the Lord had commanded him. He hung the curtain at the entrance of the tabernacle, and he placed the altar of burnt offering near the tabernacle entrance. On it he offered a burnt offering and a grain offering just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses placed the wash basin between the tabernacle and the altar. He filled it with water so the priests could wash themselves. Moses and Aaron and Aaron's sons used water from it to wash their hands and feet. Whenever they approached the altar and entered the tabernacle, they washed themselves, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he hung the curtains, forming the courtyard, around the tabernacle and the altar. And he set up the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard. So at last, Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could no longer enter the tabernacle because the cloud had settled down over it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now whenever the cloud lifted from the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out on their journey following it. But if the cloud did not rise, they remained where they were until it lifted. The cloud of the Lord hovered over the tabernacle during the day, and at night fire glowed inside the cloud so the whole family of Israel could see it. This continued throughout all their journeys. Okay, like I said a couple minutes ago, we're moving into some new territory today. Uh, we finished the book of Genesis in the Old Testament, but now we finished the book of Matthew in the New, and that leads us to the second gospel, at least in order, and that is called the Gospel of Mark. So let's just understand what we're reading. Mark, you, you may have noticed his name wasn't listed among the disciples that Jesus called to be his 12, because he, he wasn't one of them. Uh, he wasn't an apostle either, right? You don't ever hear anybody talking about the Apostle Mark. He was actually more of a long-term disciple of the Apostle Peter. And uh, we, we see him show up in the book of Acts. He, he's also known as John Mark. And he lived in Jerusalem. And it appears that he came from a, a fairly wealthy family. His mother's name was Mary. And she had a a big house and she had a servant named Rhoda. All this information is found in the book of Acts and Mary was an early believer and so she opened her home to early believers and so I mean that's how the church formed and spread and there's a, a church tradition that holds that her home may have been the place of the upper room 
where, uh, where the Holy Spirit was poured out on the early believers and where Jesus had his last supper. That's a tradition, uh, but it's been around a long time. So, so Mark was around the faith all of his life, even as a boy, even as it was beginning. He was like one of the people there at the beginning. So the Apostle Peter was uh, captured by Herod, and we'll read that story later. And uh, then, then he was going to be executed by Herod uh, because Herod had put some other Christians to death and found that was seemingly pleasing to the people. So he was planning to execute Peter too. And an angel came and um, opened, the, opened the gates and let Peter out from jail. And again, this is a story that we'll read in the book of Acts. But why it's important is that Peter, once he left the jail, went to John Mark's house and Rhoda, the servant girl, came to the door and she saw him and she slammed the door in his face because she thought he was a ghost or something. Meanwhile, uh, the house was full of believers praying for Peter. So that gives us like a little bit of a background about who, who Mark is. So we see that like, he's one of the first generation to grow up in the faith. Uh, he has a cousin whose name is Barnabas, who's a dear friend of the Apostle Paul. And Mark went with Barnabas and Paul on, on Paul's first missionary journey. So he's got a pedigree. And a church tradition holds that he, he later then became a servant or a, a disciple of Peter and traveled all over with Peter, even serving as an interpreter in Italy, especially in Rome. And so everywhere that Peter goes, uh, John Mark goes. And everywhere that Peter goes, he tells the story of Jesus. So John Mark has heard this story over and over, which would then in some ways... Uh, make the contents of the Gospel of Mark the testimony of Peter. And most, most scholars agree that Mark wrote the Gospel of Mark, uh, but also almost all scholars believe Mark to be the first written Gospel uh, of the account of Jesus' ministry ever, ever written. And the Gospel of Mark is a part of a grouping of three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And they are known as the Synoptic Gospels uh, because they are so similar, uh, I mean, like word for word in some places. And so for, for centuries, biblical scholars have known this. This is like not a new discovery or anything. And so for centuries, it's been assumed that Mark was the first Gospel and Matthew and Luke knew of the Gospel of Mark, had the Gospel of Mark, used the Gospel of Mark in composing their own Gospels. And one other uh, unique feature about Mark is, is the language. So like we'll read it in English and we might notice it being a little simpler, but not that big of a deal. But like it's, it's, uh, it's very um, basic Greek. So like... I mean, this is an English program, so I'm speaking English and you are able to understand English if you're listening to this. And we would know the difference between, say, something written or spoken by an adult or something spoken in, in the vernacular and vocabulary of, say, a fourth grader. That's basically what's going on in the Greek with Mark. 
it's not written all beautiful and all flowy and crafted with all the right words. It's very basic. I've even heard scholars describe it as clunky. So uh, that's a little bit of a flyover of this uh, first gospel. And, and so now we enter the book of Mark with chapter 1, and we'll read verses 1 through 28. But let's be aware that we're probably reading the first telling of the life of Jesus. This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. One day, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan for forty days. He was out among the wild animals, and angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority 
quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this? They asked excitedly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. Psalm 35, 1-16 A Psalm of David O Lord, oppose those who oppose me. Fight those who fight against me. Put on your armor and take up your shield. Prepare for battle and come to my aid. Lift up your spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Let me hear you say, I will give you victory. Bring shame and disgrace on those trying to kill me. Turn them back and humiliate those who want to harm me. Blow them away like chaff in the wind, a wind sent by the angel of the Lord. Make their path dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. I did them no wrong, but they laid a trap for me. I did them no wrong, but they dug a pit to catch me. So let sudden ruin come upon them. Let them be caught in the trap they set for me. Let them be destroyed in the pit they dug for me. Then I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be glad because he rescues me. With every bone in my body, I will praise him. Lord, who can compare with you? Who else rescues the helpless from the strong? Who else protects the helpless and poor from those who rob them? Malicious witnesses testify against me. They accuse me of crimes I know nothing about. They repay me evil for good. I am sick with despair. Yet when they were ill, I grieved for them. I denied myself by fasting for them. But my prayers returned unanswered. I was sad, as though they were my friends or family, as if I were grieving for my own mother. But they are glad now that I am in trouble. They gleefully join together against me. I am attacked by people I don't even know. They slander me constantly. They mock me and call me names. They snarl at me. Proverbs 9, 11 and 12 Wisdom 
will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for bringing us safely this far of the journey. Thank you for letting us come to the land that, uh, that all of these stories that we're reading happened in. Thank you for letting us bear witness. And we open ourselves to all that you have for us in the land. But Lord, uh, for, the, for the majority of us all around the world who aren't physically going to be traveling along, I pray that you would awaken something in their hearts as we talk about it each and every day, as we share the places that we've been and where what we've seen and what it felt like and what it looked like and, and the pictures and the posts. Just ask, Father, that you would bind us together in community as we go through this pilgrimage. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website and home base for, uh, for what's going on around here in the community. And what's going on right now is uh, our annual pilgrimage to the land of the Bible. So here in Italy, in Rome today, for the first time to, to actually capture some, some of the story that intersects here uh, with Peter and, and Paul. Uh, or actually uh, scheduled to go into a, a catacomb today that um, you have to have an archaeologist to get in there, but there are some, well, actually the earliest depictions of the Apostle Paul, like the the earliest kind of portrait that was painted on a wall, actually on a ceiling, I believe, exists. So, uh, yeah, we're just kind of tr tracing some of this. We've, we've worked hard over the years to try to bring context to the Bible because context is the thing that made the Bible start to, to make sense and matter just to kind of understand what was going on. Uh, it makes a difference. It makes a difference to be able to see. It makes a huge difference to be able to visit, but it makes a big difference to be able to, to see. Like we were just reading in the Gospel of Mark and Jesus is in Capernaum and he, 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 he casts out an evil spirit from a person in the synagogue and it's like yeah that's there <laughs> Capernaum is there and there is a synagogue there and although it's a more recent synagogue from Jesus time the um, the foundation of it isn't the foundation is the synagogue Jesus spoke in and uh, so we'll, we'll be visiting there in, in several days and uh, posting pictures so like I mentioned a couple days ago I think um this is a really good time to follow the Daily Audio Bible Facebook page, or at least be aware. Like it's facebook.com forward slash Daily Audio Bible, or our Instagram page, Daily Audio Bible, because uh, all throughout this journey, we'll be posting these pictures. So, like, just talked about Capernaum. When we go through there, we'll be posting pictures. It's sitting right on the Sea of Galilee, and it makes a difference to visit, but it helps to see these are real places. These are ancient real places where these things happened. 
so anyway yeah that's, that's a good time to uh be aware of instagram and and uh, and facebook for the daily audio bible then a week from today we'll be broadcasting live i need to get a little i need to get my bearings before i can start talking about it i know that it will happen like at 7 p.m uh local time and that's usually like noon back in um nashville but I'll, I'll get that all squared away and let you know but that'll be uh that'll be next saturday so yeah just asking again and it won't be the last time i'll, I'll continue to ask um for, for the continued prayers over all of the efforts here. I mean, I have I've been, I've been here. I've, I've seen these things. And the reason that we continue to do this is because you, you can't, it, you can't see the Bible the same after this. And I, it feels like the deepest calling and mission of my life to, to do everything that I possibly can, can to help people never see the Bible the same again. So although it's a, a wonderful joy, it's a lot of work and there's a lot involved. And so we pray over those things, over the technology, over the travel, over the vehicles, over the people, over health, over weather. There's just a lot of variables. And so thank you. Uh, as a community, and we've done this every year. Thank you for your prayers. Okay, I better get out of here. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. And I thank you with all of my heart for your partnership. Using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, you can hit the hotline button in the app, the little red button at the top, or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, this is Lisa from Phoenix. I want to call in and put a prayer request in for my mom. She's been a faithful listener for uh, about three years. Her and my dad um, listened to this, the Daily Audio Bible faithfully and did this together. And two years, almost two years ago, God took him home. And that summer, my mom went out and met Brian and Jill, and it was like the best gift that you could have given her is to meet, meet you guys, because she has grown so much by listening to this daily audio Bible. And I'm so thankful. She's been my rock since my dad passed away, and she too has prayed for me and my kids. And um, continues to and just lifts up my sister and her family and she just has grown so much closer to God um, over the years especially after my dad passed away and right now her health is just not well and she um, is going to go in on Tuesday for um, an injection in her back to um, release 
the inflammation that is pinching a nerve down her right leg. And she barely can walk and she can't take pain medicine right now. And she's in so much pain, but hides it. She even went to church yesterday and just worshiped God. And it just brings me such great pleasure to watch my mom. So please pray for Jackie. I love you, mom. And I hope this procedure works. And if not God, I know you know the answer. Hello, uh, my name is Annabeth and I am in Auburn, Alabama. Um, I was at church this morning and was just very convicted over the fact that um, I have not been faithful in um, sharing truth with my brother. Um, my brother who does not uh, follow Jesus, his name is Jay. Um, and so I'm just calling um, to pray or to ask um, that you would pray for me. Um, just pray that I would have boldness, pray that I would um, have a heart that breaks um, for my brother's lost soul. Um, pray that the Lord would use me as his vessel, although I'm a broken vessel and I'm weak. Um, I know that the Lord um, is powerful, the Lord is strong, and that the Lord is the one who um, convicts and the Lord is the one who grows. And so I just, um, just ask that, um, yeah, the Lord would give me boldness and the Lord would give me a desire to share with my brother like never before. Um, yeah. Hi, Daily Audio Bible. My name is Samuel. And I'm calling in to ask for prayer for a court date I have tomorrow. I just needed to do one thing on Friday to be able to get reinstated back on probation after a um, self-admitted relapse on drugs and alcohol this past holiday season. Um, however, because of a social anxiety disorder that I have that I can't control sometimes, um, I was not able to do what they asked me on Friday, so I have to go in front of the judge. The last time I got in front of this judge, he did not believe that this social anxiety was true because um, because I don't have health insurance, I'm not able to get it specifically diagnosed, and I wasn't able to see a doctor this weekend, so tomorrow I have to go in, standing on faith, and that believing that our God is truth, and standing on the truth of, of what I'm dealing with. And uh, I need, Daily Audio Bible, Dabber's prayer as I go into this tomorrow. My family's interceding, my brothers in Christ are interceding. Um, my serve and lead team are interceding for me um, that I have favor with the honorable judge of my county and the 292 district. Um, just please uh, have me in your prayers. I trust that God will have me exactly where he needs me to be regardless of what happens. I just trust in his faith, faithfulness, faithfulness, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Dowers. And thank you, Brian. Let God bless you and protect you the rest of the week. Thank you. Hi, this is Victoria. So would you just call in to pray for some of the dabbers? I wanted to pray for my precious sister, Sharon, who's afraid that she's going to lose 
out on her daughter, that uh, her, her oldest daughter, and she's getting ready to move. I want to pray for you, Sharon, and I want to let you know that God knows where you are, no matter where you are, and you don't have to. She don't have to go where you live, but God allow y'all to meet face to face. Gracious Father, we praise you and we just praise you and magnify you to touch our sister Sharon. Oh Lord, encourage her, Lord. Strengthen her, Lord. Help her to see you through your eyes. Help her to know you more and know that you are God can can go more places than just her home. Oh Lord, you can find her daughter on the street that she's walking on one day and that you he knows that you're gonna be there and y'all can meet face to face. Our God can do anything but fail. Don't be afraid of of anything. Just be, just get your eyes on him. Oh, just begin to think about him and think about what he can do. He's a God can do anything. Lord, you bless her. You bless that daughter to come home. Lord, you regulate her mind. You you convict that heart. You tell her, let her come to herself like the young man who, who like the prodigal son. Let her come to herself and say, I must go to my mother. Oh, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you have your way. Lord, I ask you to also touch Isaac, Lord, and to continue to bless him, continue to strengthen him, Lord. Let that forgiveness begin to penetrate and begin to give him more strength. Even those who are going through anxiety, those who are going through depression, oh, Lord, you have your way. In the name of Jesus, you strengthen him, Lord, and continue to direct his path. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let him know that sometimes God takes care of us before we even know we need help. Just remember that he is God and he is not man. Oh, Lord, we just... Hello, um, I'm calling anonymously tonight, but I'm going to attach the name Pink Paint, I think, so I have some type of reference. Um, I'm an artist and I love the color pink. And I'm reaching out because it feels safe to reach out to this community. I'm newer to the community, so... Um, I just really need prayer. I'm feeling really hopeless. And when I'm reaching out, I'm just... God just doesn't just have the color pink on his palette. He has red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, purple, white, black, brown, and then shades on top of shades on top of shades of those colors. And then when we get to heaven, there's going to be more colors we don't even know exist, but that's a whole nother conversation for another time. But I'm reaching out to all the colors on the palette. I'm the color pink and I need the other colors to pray for me. Um, today is February 10th, it's my birthday. I'm turning 43 today. And it's, I'm, it's been one of the hardest times of my life and I just need prayer. God bless you all. I'm praying for you all. Thank you. DAB family, this is Laura in South Florida. I am so grateful for this program.
for being able to be involved with listening to God's Word every single day with all of you. Thank you, Brian, Joe, China, everyone who's involved in producing this program to get it so we can hear it all over this global community. I am praying for all of you, Brian, as you travel to the Promised Land, all of you who um, will be making this pilgrimage and will be walking where Jesus walked and see where this history is made. I also will be traveling to Rome to see my grandson as the, during the same time you're traveling. But I am praying for each of you every day. I am with you in heart and spirit. And I'm praying for safety as you travel, for the Lord's blessings to be on you, for you to come home with a renewed sense of, of God in your life. And I'm thanking you, Father God, for this opportunity for everyone. And I pray blessings and your Holy Spirit to guide every word, every step as they travel and bring them all home safely. Thank you, Father, for your holy word. In your precious name I pray.